Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today. Imanyala, Imanyana, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I know. I, know. I tell you, you got those... too much eggnog already. I know. Is that what it is? It's the last. It's the last one of the year. I know. So finally, I'm tired of saying up. it. I had to mess up sooner or later. That's how Nikki would say Manala. Hold on. It's the today Imanyana Christmas edition. If you can't tell, I'm here with Xavier. I'm here with Michael. I'm here with Nicholas. We have all the Irpies. We are in our Santa hats. We are ready for whatever Nicholas <laughs> has in comes, store yes. for us. Who knows? You know, all I know is we've been given like these mysterious envelopes. Envelopes. They're not mysterious. Nick. I told you exactly what was in them. We know what's in them, but we don't, yeah. we don't know what's the content of them. Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we, know we know there's pieces of paper with one of two things, yeah. but we don't oh, know what's Ricardo in them. knows, oh, I see great guests. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably thinking, oh, uh, gee. Thank gee. you, Ricardo. <laughs> all these are pieces. I'm hoping it's, uh, we, I don't think he's sarcastic. <laughs> no, no, no. Ricardo's an, I don't know. We would read it as sarcastic, but I don't think it's I'll be honest with you, so, I mean, every time I put on this hat, I get the picture of Bing Crosby and White Christmas, which is not really a picture that I, that I like. And I keep thinking, do I look like that? Because no, uh, no, no. I, I look worse. Bing no, Bing Crosby looks better. Oh, his ears come out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If it's any consolation, yeah. Bing Crosby looked better. Yeah. He certainly sounds better. <laughs> good, well, he problem. sounds better for sure. We talked about this love you guys. Same here. Same here. Great, great man, Ricardo. So helpful. Uh. For, for really anyone who, who needs advice on the... Yeah, and with mortgage rates mortgage coming rate, down, yeah. I mean, it's a good time to, to revisit all those properties that you wanted to buy and you couldn't. Maybe this is the right time. Again, yeah, right? you never yeah. know. You never know. Visit your mortgage guy and let him tell you that, yes, you can buy it. Yes, Philadelphia Soto. Uh, loving the show this <laughs> oh, morning. Thank you, Philadelphia. Feliz Navidad. Toda la familia. Yes, to a... Johnny Ornelas and Philadelphia, they're two little girls, are like two of the so cutest cute, little girls in the really. world. I know. It's like, oh. <laughs> you know, they're Muñequitas, as they would yes. say. Yes, oh, absolutely. So we got a lot in store for you as, you, as you may imagine. We have some finance to discuss. We won't depress people with too much financial Well, actually, no, we are going to depress them. Um, we're going to start them off with a, <laughs> a bad chart. With a bad chart. But then we well, have lots of This, have this is your last happy Christmas. I know we have a <laughs> so Christmas trivia, Christmas surprises, lots of, uh, lots of things to cover, a couple shout-outs. Thank you, uh, Judah Wittar, behind the camera. Always Absolutely. making us look good. I love Seville Network. Yeah, thanks for another great year behind yeah, the camera. Exactly. You know, it's really... We always bring out year, so yes. many guests and... We always, I mean, he always somehow manages to make herpes look good, which is uh, a great <laughs> achievement. Um, and, you know, of course, wouldn't be able to do this show without Emergent Financial Services presenting, without, of course, our good friends, our great partners that we have, uh, Tradit Serious Insurance, Matias Young Realty, Castle Hill Cider, Forward Adelante. I mean, we've had some other great friends there this year. I know Charlottesville Opera was with us for a beautiful season just uh, and I know they're they didn't ready for another one, so just really appreciate everyone that has supported us throughout the year. So I made today manana possible, especially yeah. our great audience, which we, which we appreciate so much. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth Irby watching the show this morning. Thank you for joining us. She wanted to see hubby in the in the Christmas hat, the Santa hat. Exactly, exactly. What can I, what can I say? What can I say? So Nick, what do we what do we got today? So I'm in case. You haven't seen it with Nick. People uh, haven't seen it in a couple of months. Michael, 
Yeah. AC Man, so, two uh, AC yeah, Xavier. Made him pop up every once in a while. This is what he looks like. This is what the CMO from Virtual Financial Services looks like. Sorry about that. You know, you can now remember again. Yes. But Nick has several things. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit finance, finance, and what we do for a living. Yeah. You know, this is our day job. You know. Well, this is like today. Manana is our hobby. To be fair, this 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 will be more of a window into like our Monday meetings where we talk about the markets and such. So this is not necessarily specifically what we would do for clients. This is what we do to prepare for clients. But, this is what we do on a, in general on Mondays so that we can discuss what's going on and, and exactly. how, we, how, how we view the markets, what we think about them, et cetera, yeah. Now, obviously, the big and, thing on everyone's mind is, like, will we have a recession next year? They use the, they're calling it the R word now. The R word? If, yeah, so if you said it, Are we going to have an R word next year? An R word, yeah. Are we going to have an R word next, next year? It could so be a rally. could be a rally. So the R word's not no, that good. Recession yeah, or rally. The R word, yeah. I mean, who rally. knows what rally. it is. Yeah. I mean, for me, it would be something food-related. You know? Ravioli. Yeah, ravioli. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what I'm trying to think of some of the R's. Rigatoni, you know? ravioli. Yeah, all the R's. The great R's. But, um... But it's interesting because everyone's got a different opinion as usual, and as usual, there's no consensus as to um, whether or not it will be really? up or down. Yeah, Autonomous not, can't agree. They can't agree. It's amazing. And, Shocking. But it's interesting because there's, there's a couple of reasons why. So, Judah, if you could bring up chart number one. Does he know which one? Yes, I, he, I, I, list, I okay, you, did, you didn't number okay, on Judah's ours. brought it up. No, no, no. Judah's got it. He's, <laughs> Thank God. He's prepared. Thank so God Judah's number, got numbers on those. Yeah, so chart number one. Yeah, no, I actually renumbered them so okay. that I'd be like, okay, this is the one I talk about first. This one is U.S. Chapter 11 business bankruptcy filings, which year over year is at its highest in a long time. So... This is one of those. I wanted to start off with the bad and then get to the mm-hmm. good. That's kind of how we do things. So in it's so it's pretty interesting because if you remember, guys, in March when we decided to kind of flip from, a, you know, at least partially from corporate the floating corporate rate. floating rate notes into uh, U.S. floating rate notes. One of the things we discussed was the fact that there's a large number of smaller companies who's going to who, that are going to really be challenged by higher rates. And I think that chart basically has, mm-hmm. and, and I've seen it. I mean, if you go into, if you go into the funds, I mean, there's ways to go into all different mutual funds, and you can like peer in there, and you can see which which funds, you know, which um, you know bonds, you in know, securities have already defaulted within mm-hmm. these funds. And when I started looking March, I could already start seeing that there were one or two that were on the verge of defaulting, and I said time to get out, right? I mean, it doesn't mean that everything was going to go bad, but I realized we're going to have that. And that's uh, interesting that that chart kind of proved that that was the case. Yeah. So, I mean, that's higher than, that, I mean, at least on this chart, it looks, it looks higher than uh, 08, 09. Yeah. The last time we had that R word. Oh. Well, the last time before last year that we had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because it doesn't look like that. Uh, oh, so it did rise last year, but it didn't necessarily, not to the same degree. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's an interesting it, – which I think goes to show you, like, the, the issue is consumer spending is masking a lot of issues in the economy. Is what I think what the challenge is. You've got the inflation, but what happens is the consumer just keeps spending. And a lot of it is, as we know, is debt-fueled spending. I saw a statistic yesterday, um, now that student loan repayments have begun, they began – well, they technically began in – interest began accruing in September. First payment was due October – Forty percent of student loan borrowings have not made that payment. Wow! They are immediately behind again. Yeah. So they're just not. People are just not paying off their debts 
but they are continuing to spend, particularly since areas of inflation include rent, gas, and food, which you can't really live without, so you're going to spend those. Exactly. You're, you're not going to be like, well, let me cut down on my rent spending this month. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't yeah. do that. So and interesting enough to kind of, to, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this before, but, I, but just recently I saw another chart that showed that the outstanding consumer revolving credit is up to $1.3 which is, again, the, the highest we've ever seen, right? And the credit card serious delinquency rate, which is basically means you are delinquent for at least 90 days, is up to 6%. And that... So basically, in 20, uh, 2008, 2009, it got to about 8 to 9%. It's never been that high since then. Mm -hmm. So again, we're seeing, all the, we're, we're seeing all the statistics show that people have been borrowing an enormous amount of money in order to keep up with the spending. I mean, we went through you know, 2020, and all of a sudden, everybody's getting somewhere along the line. A lot of people getting free money right, from the government, spending that. Life was good. They decided in the next years, like, I, I didn't live life in 2020. I got to live it in 2021, 2022. I mean, vacation and they've been borrowing. Exactly. Yes, up. absolutely. You go to Europe, it's like it's it bumper to bumper people. So I think that's been the issue. So the question is, when does this stop? Because this can't go on forever. In other words, with, with interest rates and credit cards north of 20%, that's a so huge impact. Yeah. So sooner or later, something has to give. And, and, that's, and that's the thing that I and, – and I think that is why – you know, when you look at the Fed, the Fed says, gee, I mean, next year we might, you know, lower rates four times. So you sit there, well, if the economy is doing well, right, and they say the inflation is now under control, why would you even bother lowering rates? Well, the reason is because I think it's two reasons. I think we discussed this this Monday, right? One is I think the banks need that because the banks, remember, with an inverted yield curve, meaning short-term rates are higher than long-term rates, banks barrel short, lend long. And if you're borrowing a higher rate than you're lending, that's you're not a good thing. Yeah, you're losing money. So the banks are being, you know, especially smaller banks, continue to be struggling because of that, right? So I think the Fed is looking at that. And second of all, I think they're looking at these numbers. They're looking at bankruptcy rates go up. They're looking at credit card uh, uh, debt go up. They're looking at uh, delinquencies go up. And they say, we need to at least begin to tell people we're going to lower rates which the markets loved. I mean, we've had a wonderful rally in November, and, and you know, December was okay, but November was a tremendous rally. Um, and I think that's, that's what we're seeing. You know? Well, I will also say, not, uh, let's not forget that in 2020 was the highest um, business, starting businesses or, or registered to start businesses ever that in United States history. So part of that is a lot of this is a lot of people use the pandemic as an opportunity to start a business that they had been wait, either waiting on or delaying. And some of those may be failing. And some of those may not. I mean, because let's face it, it's really, it's not easy to start well, a business. Remember, most not, businesses fail within the first five years. Yes. So we're, we're in that window right. that a lot of businesses that may have been done in 2020 are beginning to hit the wall. Yeah. So Particularly that, if people start spending with them. Right. So it's going to start shuffling around. And yeah. then that's clearly one of the things yeah. we've been seeing. Now, if you guys are ready to go to yeah, the next chart. Yeah, let's go to the next chart. Yeah, yeah I was going to say the happy chart. The happy chart. This is a happy chart. It's chart number three, if we could, Judah. I didn't number that? them in the way I wanted Wait, them. Wait, the second chart is chart number them. three. Not on... <laughs> not, not as I sent them to Judah. <laughs> oh, this is the one oh, with the, uh, before tax. Yes, before tax. Oh, yeah, that's the one we're jumping ahead to. There you are. It's green. So it's before green. tax of family income by all, by all families by dollars and thousands is up bigger than it has been since, or is at its highest since basically 1990, 2004. 
2004. Sorry. So it is. There is good news out there, and that's the thing is that. Well, there's thank no, goodness, because I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but with the inflation, the way it's paid, it should be. Right. It. It. So it, it. It comes across a lot better because yeah. it's like one of those things that this is one of those other charts that the the more positive folks are looking at. Um, saying this is up, you know, GDP's been higher, inflation has been at least cooling for the most part, it has been trending downwards, but, or less, not downwards, but less accelerated. Yeah. So the other side of the argument is that, well, if we had a, because the other, just for people who aren't as, you know, reading investors all the time, the other phrase that we read a lot is soft landing, Hard landing, you know, the, the plane analogy has been very prevalent these past couple years where the question is, what, how, are, how are we going to come out of the pandemic? Obviously, we had a small, very short recession last year. Will we be having another one? So a lot of, obviously, a lot of economists are like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a hard, a quote, unquote, a hard landing, which means, you know, things are going to get very, very bad for a, a, a duration within the next couple of years. Um, whereas there's a lot of people that look at this and say, well, we already had a short recession. We had a government-induced recession, effectively the pandemic. Right. Exactly. So the negative effects from this next recession will probably be softer because the economy will, will both be like recovering and suffering at the same time. So it's going to ease part of it. So this is some of the other things that we're looking at of like this is why it's not as easy for someone to be like, ah, recession is coming. I, don't, I mean, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but this number means family income is up like 3% since 2019, and inflation is like 20% since then. So we we'll invited him to the show. We invited him to the show. Well, I mean, I mean look at the That's difference, true. though, between 2007 when it peaked before that recession and even today. I mean, it was almost at 68,000, and now it's at barely over 70,000. So you realize in the past, what, 25 years, it's totally gone up. It's totally gone up. Yeah. Well, and dude, that's part of it. I mean, that's been a long-term issue, that real wages yeah. have essentially stagnated for the last two decades. Right. But on the flip side, the markets since then have done really well, haven't they? That's true. So from a perspective, so, so I think there's two things to think about this, right? One is people really have to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, if if things begin to turn a little bit sour in the near future, right, you have to think about, do I want to spend X amount of money all the time? Or do you need to curtail your expenses? That's one thing that's important. From the perspective of saving, you want to continue to save as much as you can into your time and plan because I think that's, that's good overall. But from the perspective of markets, right, there's no, there's no indication here that the markets are going to go down, they're going oh, to no. go up. I mean, every, every pundit out there at the beginning of the year has his, his or her predictions, right? And half are right, half are wrong. The important thing is, and, and, and just to give you an example, so, I mean, this year, I think so far the S&P 500 is up a little bit over 20%, right? 20, 20 and 22, I can't remember the exact number, right? But the Magnificent Seven, I mean, the seven top stocks, you know, NVIDIA, Tesla, Microsoft, Facebook, you know, those, those seven stocks, represent 42% of the returns of that index, right? So, I mean, those seven stocks last year were crushed. This year, they're up big, right? So, it's what I always tell people, you have to really diversify your portfolio. Small caps were up about 16%. Growth stocks were up about 28%. Value stocks were up about 20%. Bonds this year were up about 4%. So it's been a good year in general. And so the important thing is, you know, keep, you know, 
like a little faucet, a little drip, keep dripping some savings if you can into your time and plan. Let the markets, you know, take, do what they do over time. They'll go up and down, but over time they'll give you, and I think you're a chart, they'll give you, especially if, if you look at stocks that have dividends, they'll give you a nice sustainable return of anywhere so between 7% Judah, could you bring up the dividend chart? I believe that is chart number two. Yeah, and I would say on that, but important to keep in mind, it's true. The Thank stock you, market and the economy are, are really two different things. Yes. The economy can look like it's going south, and the stock market can be like, rates are coming down, hooray. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, we had rather anemic growth for the decade after the 0809 recession. Stock market doubled. Absolutely. Even though you would sit there and say the economy is really not doing well. I mean, it was 2% or less growth. Yeah. It was just free money. I mean, obviously, it's then. so much free money. Exactly. So, I mean, there, there are things that can make the stock market go up, even if you're on Main Street and saying, well, this is, this is lousy. Yeah. Well, so if you take a look at the last chart that we were going to discuss, and we'll skip the, the, the superfluous chart that yeah, I decided I don't think we to need, bring we don't, we don't need that, that one. There. And I was like, it was really cool, but I was like, oh, we're probably not going to talk about this. Um, but yeah. um, so this chart that, that, um, that we we have up now goes is going to flow back into what Xavier was saying, which actually shows that dividend growers have outperformed um, uh, high dividend. Div- yeah, high dividend yielders, regardless of the rate direction. So, I mean, that's and part of it is that you know, obviously, as we've always discussed, having cash flow allows you to reinvest, and that's that is a huge part of investing. It's not just timing picking getting the right stock at the right time and mm-hmm. you know it's like ah this this guy is the one that figured out some complex problem that we have in our economy a lot of it's just staying in there and then and and taking that cash flow and and letting it work for you so that you can reinvest and constantly reinvest and and that's that's where the compound interest portion comes mm-hmm. down to because everyone always talks about how like the the one like greatest quote is always Albert Einstein where he said the you compound know the, the compound interest is what the, the one of the greatest natural wonders of the world right. like is compound interest but everyone doesn't use they don't go they use that as a reason to get in the markets but then they don't follow the advice which is compound interest not find a stock that you think is going to go up. That's yeah. not what Albert Einstein said, right? Exactly. He talked about compound interest, and compounding is when, of course, you take a certain amount, you get a little bit from that, and then you invest the whole bit, and yeah. then you invest a little bit more, and it keeps growing over time. And, and that's the beauty about, you know, obviously, stocks that have high dividends, what, what you're getting in, in most cases on a quarterly basis, you're getting paid some of that dividend, right? So if it's 2 or 3% that you're generating on an annual basis from a stock, you know you are getting that 2 or 3% in cash, right? So the beauty is when you get that, then you have the option of reinvesting. You can reinvest in the same stock, another stock, a different fund, whatever it may be. And that's, and, and that, again, and, and that's the beauty is that when you look at markets, and again, I mean, look at this year, 16% for small caps, 26% for growth stocks. That's a huge difference. So from an asset allocation, what are you going to do? You're going to sell some growth, buy some small caps. You've got some extra cash, put in small caps. Because over time, that's going to turn around, right? I mean, that's, whether it's next year or the year after that. But what you're doing is you're forcing yourself to buy things that have done really well, put into uh, sectors that haven't done well but will do well in the future, right? Because small caps, when you have high interest rates, as obviously small companies, and that the, the, that the, the fault rate is, is partly that. When you have high interest rates, 
small companies are the ones that suffer the most, right? Because they have to borrow at very high rates, higher rates than, than you know, a Costco or, or any of the other large companies, right? So that curtails their growth. If rates stay stable or come down, then you're going to see those particular companies do very well. Yeah. What do you make to the fact that it's more important to have a dividend grower rather than a high-yielding? Uh, high well, because yield is deceptive, right? That's part of what we always read about, right? Yield is good because uh, just for everyone out there, tell them about yield is a percent of the dividend. Yeah, so, so yield yes, is yes, a percent no, of the dividend. The question, so basically, think about it. If you have a company that's that's yielding two um, percent and its stock is trading on a hundred, right? That's two percent. So they give you two percent per year in in income, and it's and its price is a hundred. So you divide two by a hundred, it's two percent, right? So if the stock of that, of, if the price of that stock goes down to 50, right, all of a sudden it looks like the yield is now 4%. Well, the problem is that that's a stock that maybe is not doing so well and will continue to go down. So when you look at the, the real high dividend yielders, you have to focus on what the company's doing. Is that a company that's basically not going to go south? I mean, they're, they're, they're struggling and they're trying to keep their dividend where they are, which is hurting them even more. And eventually, you're getting a high dividend, but you're losing so much value in the stock. So that's, that's why high dividend yield stocks, you have to pay attention and make sure that you know what you're doing. On the just dividend growers is what you want, meaning that well, they're, they're, they're constantly increasing, increasing the their dividend because they're doing so well. Right. That's the difference. Yeah, that's it. A couple more shout-outs. We got, uh, we got uh, the amazing Monita Miller from Montana watching us. She says, good morning, Irby team. Sends us a heart with, like, Christmas lights. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Christmas yard. And we got uh, Robert Boland watching the show this morning. Good morning, like, Robert. Thanks for, thanks for joining us this morning. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, should we, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think to, to, to end this section, all I can say it's been a good year. People should be happy. They should, their 401ks probably went up. Their savings went up. So I think it's a good year. Always remember, if you can, especially if you're working and you have a 401k, maximize that, especially if the, if the company's matching. That's free money. Go ahead, go ahead and, and do what you can. Diversify that portfolio um, and let the markets do what they do. You know, and let us do what we do. I like it. I like, I like it. too. And then, even though like we're telling you know people you know be be cautious, be you know don't be surprised by what may happen. You know that there's some more inside. That then that doesn't mean everything's going to collapse and fall yeah. apart, no. and you should sell all your stocks. It's it's literally just the same kind of vigilance and research that we're talking about, and make sure you're you're informed. Yeah, exactly. Which we try to do here. Exactly. But I always also wanted to thank Alex for taking my happy chart and turning it into an unhappy chart. I mean, <laughs> he does that. <laughs> He's the optimist too. The in the family. Like, I didn't Grinch. go with your last. The last chart was legit. Happy. That last chart was legit. But the yeah. other one was. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was uh, the happiest of them all. I mean, you know, eleven percent return, ten, twelve percent return. This is true joy. The other chart was temporary pleasure, which turned into sadness. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you uh, like it's the highest it's been, but. Yeah, it's, not, it's, better, well, it's, it's still not, It's still good. It's better than being the lowest. That's right. Yeah. It's the lowest it's been. It's like, uh, so you have some so, so, so tell us a little bit so about these envelopes in these envelopes yes. that I hold in my hand yes there is either a joke or a Christmas trivia and whoever opens the envelope may make a, dis, a may choose choose which they to, to, to tell the joke to tell the joke or to read the trivia and then have the rest everyone get. It's, listen, some of them are going to be like one of those things like don't wait four hours for us to get it because we'll never get some. So just, a, just a quick question. So 
Who put all these together? So I put them all together. So does that I, mean I, I, I stole so you, the trivia and I stole the jokes? None of the jokes are original. I wanted to write wow, jokes. Wow! goodness, and then I found out that I'm oh not good goodness. at writing jokes. So no, I but I'm saying jokes. so you can't participate in the answers. I don't remember how. There's a lot. There's oh, yeah, yeah. I remember the answers. I just want to add like he does, and he gets all of them right. We don't have those buttons. I won't answer, but I will laugh at the jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. We'll, we'll, we'll start with Michael since Michael. Yeah, Michael no, let's do Xavier first. Let's go like this. Xavier. All right. All right. I think that makes sense. The old, the old guy. Yeah. An early Javier. Christmas present. Well, I got to see what the... I always you like may jokes. look at your head. You might as well. I will take one of the elements and look ahead to see which one you want to read. All right. Well, yeah. well Xavier, you were supposed to only read the punchline. You're supposed to only read the punchline first, and then... But you said I have ah, to decide sorry, okay, which okay, way yeah, I yeah, want yeah, to no, go. Yeah, that's true. Okay. okay. That's true. So this one... So, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going... This one, I'm going to give the punchline and see if you guess what the joke is. All okay. Right? Okay. Ice Krispies. Ice Let me repeat that. Krispies. Ice Krispies. Uh, snowman's favorite cereal? Close. Ah. Santa's favorite cereal. No. Just read it. Reindeer. What do snowmen eat for dessert? Oh, that was really good. Come on, I almost said that. That's what I said. Well, you're not to, it's not a trivia question. You were supposed to just say it. We'd be like, oh, what is that? And then you read the, then you read oh. the punchline. Well, he, he was close. That was yeah, good. He, he yeah. was close. Yeah. Okay. Go on, Mikey. Okay, now my turn. All right, let me open this up. He's oh opening his envelope. Okay, question. Who invented Christmas lights? Oh, uh, Thomas Tesla. Edison. Ding, ding. Oh, was Thomas Edison? Thomas Edison. I finished so, that Christmas light. I thought, I, I thought good. Edison was too easy because he did the light bulb. Well, I guess. Tesla. That's I said, why he got it because it's easy. It's easy. That's right. He totally overthought it. He had the answer. I had the answer and I overthought it. Because, you know, Tesla was known for his holiday cheer. So Nicholas wrote, Thomas Edison created the first strand of electric lights in 1880. Edward H. Johnson put the first string of Christmas lights together in 1882. And in 1917, Albert Sadaka proposed that his family's lighting company sell colored strands of inexpensive Christmas lights to the public. Oh. So there was like really kind of three people three kind of people. had their hand in it. Yeah, well. Oh, so, I like it. I like so it. a nice little bit of trivia. Just some little There you bit. go. Mine nice is, what happened to the man who stole an advent calendar? He got 24 days. <laughs> oh, that's a joke. That's the yeah. joke. <laughs> I thought I thought it was that, a, I thought it was one of those trivia. That's why I, I like said, to move it back and forth. Ooh. Everyone does. Uh, it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, I'll try another little trivia for you guys. Okay, what what year is thought to be the first observation of the December twenty fifth feast of Christmas? What year? Yeah, this is a perfect one for Alex because I remember this being a religious um, question. Can you at least give us like a time frame? Because otherwise, okay, I mean, somewhere between when Christ was born and then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somewhere before, between the birth of Jesus and uh, the fall of the Roman Empire. How's that? Okay, 1624. That's not when the Roman Empire what? fell. No, it I'm fell just saying. I'm giving you my. I'm giving you my. I'm giving you two four ninety two twenty A.D. I should close certain Nick. Or do you I, I, I don't know. It's like somewhere <laughs> around there. <laughs> by default. By default. 336. Okay. He was, was actually the, uh, the Christian Church. Come on, the Roman. He was around 60, 40. No, 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 but I'm saying. 
I didn't know celebrating Roman Christmas that early. But Alex yeah. gave you I that. said it was between the birth of Christ and the fall, fall of the Roman Empire. Empire. Oh, I didn't realize that was the end. Oh, yeah. I thought it was between the yeah. Roman Empire and That's right. You were close. You were only off by a thousand years. You know, yeah, that's, that's, bad. that's not too bad. Hey, I got Thomas been. Edison right, okay? That's it's true. So we keep going. So Yeah, keep going. Unless Judah wants to read one. Did he get one? Oh, hold on. I got an envelope for you. <laughs> we'll get him an envelope right. and he can... You don't have a mic. He doesn't have a mic. Oh, oh, excuses, excuses. I didn't think about that. Should Here's the guy that does everything here mind. and he yeah. doesn't have a mic. I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> Which album tops Billboard's list of the top 100 holiday albums of all time? Handel's Messiah? There's no way it's Handel's It's Bing. It's the Bing. It's White Christmas. Mm. Is it? It's not a now. Charlie Brown Christmas oh, the, oh, by Vince oh. Guaraldi Trio. Yeah, I didn't. It could have wow. been an album. Yeah. You know? it so Charlie an Brown album. Christmas album. Oh, I would have never guessed that, yeah. to be honest. No, I would have never guessed the Charlie Christmas Brown album. I mean, I didn't think the Messiah either. That's I like, totally that's forgot. Like, yeah, I know. You were religious guys. Listen to that. No, I don't even oh, listen to that. I just, <laughs> I just, I, it was so old. I just figured maybe it's, some, it's been. <laughs> just yeah. heard just heard that they uh, they played that song, you know, the Christmas time thing from the Charlie Brown at the Virginia Oratories of Society, their Christmas concert on Saturday. So they did a beautiful. Beautiful job, you know. So, a little shout out there. Uh, Michael Slam was kind enough to to thank today, Manana, there. So, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, but we love yeah. having them on. It's really, yeah. I, mean, it's, I was like, when, when he did, I'm like, really, it's our, it's our privilege, it's our yeah. pleasure to have, yeah, to really have them on really and, uh, and just talk about the great work they're doing. So, it was a beautiful concert. So, yeah, and they played the Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. uh, they sang, I should they say, sang. the Charlie Brown uh, Christmas, yeah. which is always a great piece. Funny, I, I just picked up mine. It's another Charlie Brown thing. So obviously, someone's a big Charlie Brown fan. So, in what year did a Charlie Brown Christmas first air? Oh, I know this one. I can't uh, answer. Nineteen fifty. What's yours? Uh, nineteen fifty-seven. He was closer. It was nineteen sixty-five. I was going to say sixty-four originally, but I figured I just got to go higher than him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nineteen fifty was a little <laughs> early. I the thought. jazzy because, music is probably yeah. yeah. So, did you know actually? That the when it first was supposed to air, um, they showed it to the studio heads, the the animation team who had never animated. Like, remember, Charlie Brown had never been animated before the Christmas one, and they hated it. The NBC, I think it was, I believe it was NBC. They absolutely they hated the music. They didn't like. They didn't think the jazz was appropriate. They didn't. They didn't like the animation. They didn't think there was a plot. So they were kind of upset with it, but then we're like, uh, you know what, we'll put it, we have no choice, we have it already slotted, we'll put it on the air and just see how it does. And it got something close to like 60 to 70% of the Nielsen ratings, which means that anyone yep. who had their TV on at the time, for the people that don't know, of them were 60 to that. 70% of them were watching Charlie Brown Christmas. It was so successful that Charles Schultz and that team were able to remain independent for the rest of, of at least well, I think Charles Schultz's life, in the sense that they weren't um, beholden to write the stories or do the animation the way that the studios wanted, they were able to do it as they saw fit. Wow. And Charles Schultz actually like was always doing things his way, yeah. so that it, it's what made it better. Because a lot of times, even his own studio people would be like trying to get him to lighten up on Charlie Brown. And of course, some of the most memorable moments are 
are the opposite. Oh, absolutely. Something absolutely. bad that's, happens. That's to why. Them, so. That's why we like Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously those 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 pundits at NBC are just as good as the economists and uh, <laughs> pretty much the yeah. Recessions. They didn't, <laughs> don't you always hear that studio execs their knowledge uh, of what makes a good movie? Yeah, it's uh, not very good. Well, I mean, Jerry's, even today, it's funny because Jerry Seinfeld had told a story once while he was being interviewed that they were doing the part for Kramer. They were trying to figure out they were doing auditions. And then they got the guy that played Kramer, I can't remember his name, and he came on and he just he was hilarious and crushed it and he walks off. And his studio guy turns to him and goes, well, if you want funny. And he's like, what else do I want? <laughs> no, we don't really want funny. Like, they had all these other actors that were decent, but he was like, this guy made us like crack up out loud. He goes, well, if you want funny. He's like, well, isn't that the whole point of the show? <laughs> is it it's supposed to be Seinfeld. It's supposed to be funny. It's a comedy, right? It's a comedy, Am I right? right or wrong? Yeah. yeah it's just funny. Uh, so mine is a trivia question. Where is the biggest Christmas light display in North America? In North America? Do I have to do state or like a city in, in the state? Well... I mean, is, is the a, answer is a, a state or a city? Or is it a, the a answer city? is a very specific, actually, place in North America. Very, it's, it's even more specific than a city. But you, no. if you guys get, it's probably that block in Brooklyn. No, but if you guys get, if you guys, I will be amazed if you guess the state. So you could at least, if you want to reduce it to that, is it like Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, or something? Minnesota. Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> well, it turns out, no, it's, it's a lot more local than that. Christmas Town at Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, Virginia. Kidding me. The display boasts more than 10 million Christmas lights. Bush wow. Gardens? In Bush Virginia? Gardens has the largest Christmas light display in wow. North America. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Whoa. And that's, is that that's recent? Impressive. That is a yes. Okay. It must be recent. Yeah. It that's must amazing. be recent. That's Cause, amazing. Because I would have guessed somewhere in so. New York City would have been. Somebody, on, I hope somebody on the feed's not like, no, 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 they just got overtaken this year by, you know. New York's going green. Mexico City. Um, that's right, yeah. <laughs> it's Brooklyn, yeah. All right, Alex, you're Okay, I got, I got a joke, but I, uh, it's, a, it's a punchline first. Oh, okay. okay. So the punchline is lighten up. Lighten up. <laughs> oh, what one Christmas tree said to another? Yes. What nice. did one Christmas tree say to another? Nice. How'd you lighten get that? up. Lighten up. I mean, Lighten it's up. all Christmas. Wow. That's the only thing I can That's think of. Wow. Uh. If I had Jerry's little clapper thing, I'd, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd play it. The applause. You deserve the applause. I think I'm stopping here. I'm yeah. Yeah. You might as well quit while you're ahead. Judah's going to now cut Xavier's mic this way. I have some. I have a, uh, another. I have some more trivia. Here. It's not your turn. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Every envelope has a lot of stuff. I know. Did he really cut my mic? Because I have to. You don't want me to say the next one. His finger's on the button. I can see that. I can see that. It's like, uh oh, what's he going to say? What's he going to (laughs) say? When was the first known use of Chris Kringle? When was the first known use of Chris Kringle? Uh, I'm going to go. Wait, is this a joke or a trivia? It must be a trivia, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, 1880. Like the Dutch in 1760. 1830, so it's almost smacking between, uh, I guess, Alex, 1830. 1830. Why in heaven's sakes that's important? Why we want to know, I don't know. But I thank you, Nick. That's the point of trivia. No one's interested in like, useful trivia. No. Oh, what I can am. you do with a wrench? <laughs> oh, gee, that's exciting. We have, actually, we have audience. Kevin Higgins watching the show oh, this morning. Kevin Higgins. We have an audience question. On, uh, He's got trivia. tough ones, though. He's he does have a tough one. This is a tough one. 
Who was the first pick? Oh, I know this. To one. play George Bailey in "It's a Wonderful Life," but as Jimmy Stewart was the second. Henry pick. Fonda. No, I know exactly. Was well. it oh. Gary Grant? I'll do Gregory Peck. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, let us know who's correct. I believe it is Gary Cooper. Oh, I think I, I'm. I'm very, very positive. Gary Cooper. That he was, was too short. That he was. Gary that it was Cooper. Gary Cooper. But he I'm not because like he was the. Uh, I think I believe that was a. Oh, Cary Grant. Cary Grant. Cary Grant. Yeah, that was Cary Grant. Mikey was a rap. Michael was correct. Oh, when it comes nice. to that stuff, that's a great. But you know, honest, I could totally see him playing Cary Grant. If you watch yeah. like Arsenic and Old Lace, yes, you yes. see that sort of comic side of Cary Grant. Yeah. He could have totally played George Bailey a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, that's a good trivia. Because I did not. Yeah, that was a very good. Yeah, especially since I was so confident and it turns out it was wrong. I know. I love how you were like, oh, I know this one. That's always like, oh, that. That was probably the worst of them all. Probably the farthest. Yeah, they're yeah. like, no, he's the last choice. Very cool. The last choice. Gary Very cool. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to do the punchline. Silent okay. Night. Found, is it exclamation night. points? I don't know if it's supposed to be an ex- exclamation or just yeah, a I comment. Did, yeah, Silent some, Night. They all had exclamation points. They deleted them all. I'm not even going to try because otherwise I'll lure my last one. Yeah, it won't be funny if I try. No, you have to try. Uh, in any case, just read it. What is every parent's favorite Christmas song? Uh, <laughs> Silent Night. I did it. <laughs> Nice, nice. I'm going to do uh, my joke, too, because I like this one. How does the snow globe feel this year? How does the snow globe feel this year? Shaken. Yeah, a little shaken. A little shaken. shaken. Ah, yeah. A little shaken, very good. That's good, Alex. You got that one. Shaken. So many James like Bond it. movies came in handy. Shaken, shaken not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the Bond snow globe. Shaken, not sure. Okay, what do we got here? Let's see. How long is the average growing time for a Christmas tree? How long does it typically take a Christmas tree? The gardener should know that. 30 years. Uh, Go five years. Do you already know? I think it's seven. It is seven. Yeah. It is seven. Well, what kind of tree are we talking about? The ones in our garden still growing? The average Christmas tree, not the uh, Rockefeller Center one. Not the the Erpy Christmas tree. Not the Erpy 12 footer. But you know, David, you know, the New Yorker coming out. You know, that Rockefeller tree must be really big. I've just seen a few movies where it it took them like about 20 years to grow that, you know, 20 footer. Apparently, it's actually very challenging to grow. You have to really plan ahead because you need to grow some for the really large. Big ticket mm-hmm. right. trees, but then you have to have enough that have a consistent basis to sell trees. Exactly. Well, there's different so ways you, you could to... transport it, though. Because remember, we were watching Michael, the yeah. movie Michael uh, with John Travolta like a week back, and in the movie, at one point, one kid is trying to bring the Christmas tree, and he's like, Well, we couldn't fit it in one thing, so we cut the top off and tried to bring <laughs> yeah, it in two, and they're trying to use the crane to put it back on top. I think of the, the point was that that's not the way it's done. Yeah, well. I'll tell you a story. So the head of Solomon Brothers back in the 19. 19- 1980s, right? He he lived in the uh, in a penthouse on top of a building in New York City. He got a huge Christmas tree. They had to close the whole block, get a crane to get the Christmas tree up through the windows to where he lived. And he was able to pull this off to get that Christmas tree through his window because it didn't fit in the elevator. Obviously, because lived all the way. And the only way to do it was through a crane. He was able to call the mayor. 
close the street, get a crane, get the tree all the way up, and put it in the street. So what happens is his pants has to have one of those like huge window things, so they yes, open exactly. it up and, and exactly, then drop yeah. it. Is that crazy? Uh, that is that crazy. Is insane. I mean, that's just insane. It's nice to have connections, huh? Connections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Especially that Christmas. That mayor got a nice campaign donation. Oh, Someone was invested so. in those uh, dividend growers. <laughs> 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 I think it was more than that. But, yeah. I know. Uh, so I'm next. Am I next? Yeah, you're next. Well, you just blew your trivia, but no, I'm just kidding. Okay, let's see. Is this a... It's a joke. Yeah, okay, I'll give you the punchline. I like when you guys try it. Frostbite. Frostbite. Well, that's pretty good. I was going to rewrite no, it, but I, I thought, it, I thought it could have been Jack better. When Jack frostbites something? That's Close. what I was going to write. Is when you, is what you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire. Frostbite. <laughs> a snowman with a I didn't write it. I got them all from the same place. I was going to rewrite that one to be with Mike. I have um. Shout out here, Johnny Habucci. Watch Johnny. How you doing, Johnny? Great guy. Watching the show this morning. Thanks for tuning in. And anyone else, including Kevin Higgins, you want to throw us another trivia or another joke? You feel free. We love it. Just text me the answer first. I look good, please. Yeah, that would be funny. All of a sudden, Xavier's like, "How did he get that? How did he know that? How did he know when like the first Christmas tree was trimmed or whatever?" So I got the one with the picture of Xavier in a Christmas song. Do I? Do I show that on the camera? Oh, Lord. Who invited wow. I tell this young one, I tell you. Okay, so when did Christmas become a national holiday? And which president signed it? Oh, that's history. I don't know. Do I know that one. Uh, yeah. It's not George Washington? I'm going to go George Washington. Uh, it wasn't Ulysses S. Grant. No, I don't think and it was Ulysses Lincoln. S. Grant. Um, I say Roosevelt. <laughs> which way, which one? <laughs> well, which he, Roosevelt? he picked both. So that <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice try. Nice He's try. Like, specify. It's the only name the two presidents. Why is he here? He's not supposed to say that. <laughs> right, specify which Roosevelt. <laughs> the first one. Okay. Um, I got bad news for you, Pops. It actually was Ulysses S. Grant. No! <laughs> was it, really? yeah. was Ulysses S. Grant? Yeah, no, that's, I why, I, he that's goes why I said that. I, mean, I was trying yeah. to tell you guys. I was like, oh, no, there's no way. It's Grant. He did it after drinking a whole thing of eggnog, apparently. What was in the eggnog? That's our point. He drank the whole... Grant, it was spiked eggnog. Exactly. He drank the whole thing of eggnog, said, I'll make Christmas a national holiday. All right, yeah, hold the I'm going to add this one straight to Xavier because I think we three are going to know this, but I, I, I'm well, amused. Yeah, well, I, 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 it is going to be too amusing. You know this one, because he said this one, Kevin Hitter says this one might be easy. The question is, how easy is it for Xavier? <laughs> is that he said that? No, no, no. no, no I added that. No, he's too nice to say he's that. He's too nice. He's yeah. too nice to say How many reindeer and what are the names? Oh, I don't remember their names. I mean, <laughs> and I know it ain't Rudolph. <laughs> well, Rudolph is. So you got Prancer. Why don't uh, you Why don't you say it in a way where you can? Oh, that doesn't the song. work. That doesn't work. No, yeah, I don't. I don't remember the song. Prancer, Donner, Blitzen, Vixen. Mm-hmm. It's four. I need three more. It's seven. No, right? you need eight. no, no. It's, it's, it's eight. 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 What? Nine that. if you count Rudolph, but eight with that. Comet. Yeah. Yeah. Arrow. <laughs> so apparently, Kevin, it's not that easy. 
<laughs> Listen, this is the same guy I once said, what's, uh, what's Spider-Man's alter ego? He said Dave Parker. <laughs> Dave, yeah. What the heck? Every Spider-Man. All right, wait, I got, I got five. You got five. Close, That's close. pretty good. Five out of eight. Listen, five out of eight. That, that what did bad. Arnold Schwarzenegger, remember in Jingle All the Way? They're like, name the eight reindeer. What does he start doing? He starts well, running to the, He's yeah, running to the studio to beat Sinbad. Yeah, I don't remember that. That's your bad time, Von I said Donner already, right? Yeah, you did Donner. Did he do Donner? Yeah. Maybe if I did. Who's the little wings with an arrow? Santa Claus. Make you fall in love. Yeah, what the hell is it? What is that guy's name? Yeah. I love this. This is challenging. Yeah, this is. This We're wasting too much time. Dasher. Dancer, Dasher, Prancer. Dancer, Prancer, Vincent, Comic, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Cupid, that's Cupid. the guy, Cupid. Yeah. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vincent, Comic, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. So, thank you, Kevin, for that one. Stole, I'm stole, I'm stole, stole, I'm stole, I think Kevin's question just made our day. Yeah, yeah. that's one. It was so easy, I'm like, there's no way he's not going to get this. Well, though, Kevin's like, ah, this was too easy for them. And we were like, no, we know Xavier doesn't know this one. This is a good one. At least he knew Rudolph. The one who's Rudolph. not real, but. The most famous reindeer Well, I said I said right away, I said it's not Rudolph. He doesn't exist. <laughs> He's a figment of your imagination. Yeah, yeah, it was made so up. Who's, who's turn? Is, uh, Nikki's turn. Oh, I just won. I, I, this is my last one. I yeah, have, Kevin knows Arrow is the best of any rainbow. Maybe I heard that Ronner needs to refresh my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow. That would have been a good reindeer name, Arrow. I mean, come on. Yeah. Gotta fly He's through. the one when Santa's going into battle, he puts Arrow <laughs> from the front. What is armored collar? <laughs> Uh, my question is a trivia question. When was the first mass-produced Christmas card printed and sent? The first like a year. You want a year? Christmas yeah, just give me a year because you're not going to get the rest. Uh, 1890. 1833. 1854. Michael was the closest. It was 1843. It was printed in the United Kingdom and it depicted a family celebrating Christmas. Oh, that's true. You want to know why? I guess because just the other last night we just finished a movie. It's a movie called The Man Who Invented Christmas, and it's about Charles Dickens. Right? Charles Dickens oh, was writing movie, yeah. a Christmas Carol, and he writes it. I think it was like in 1840s, I believe. That's when it was, right? And when they had all the beautiful, like they were showing, I guess what I would assume would be the original book. It had all the beautiful drawings of like Scrooge and the ghost. And I was kind of thinking to myself, if they're already drawing for Christmas, uh, then it might, it's very possible that they were already producing Christmas cards at that point. That's a good point. That's well done. Well done. Why do we leave milk and cookies out for Santa on Christmas Eve? Is well, I know that. Party? I so know what's, that. What's the first literary reference to it? I know that. Right, actually, know. I remember reading this once. Um, it, w- it was actually for the guests. Yes. Right? It was. It was. Wow. Why, so the guests it's would sneak down your fireplace? According to NPR, <laughs> one of the first literary references to Living on Milton Cookies on Christmas is in a short story from the 1870s, a time when good man- manners dictated hosts put out food for visiting guests exactly. to eat. Uh-huh. From the 1870s. Well done. So other times when you didn't have guests, you didn't feed them? They well, just, all no, I can say is when we put listen way outside. No, I think what it is is that probably you have to door open. People just come no, in and eat the cookies. If you had left. guests, you always had to have food available. Right, exactly. That's probably what it Although is. I have to admit that when we put the cookies and, and milk out, Santa definitely ate that stuff oh, because he, he ashes. Remember oh, he left ashes. He yeah. was very messy, Santa, yeah. when he visited. So, us. Yeah. He would leave so, ashes out. Sometimes he there would. There weren't like, any guests in that house. Well, he would only eat like. 
He would half eat like of half of every cookie and leave yeah. crumbs all over exactly. the place. It was kind yeah. of messy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was okay because he, you know, he never left his toll or anything. It's the only yeah. time that mom didn't complain, though. You ever noticed she didn't complain yeah. about crumbs or ashes? Anyway. Well, Santa used to bring some Santa. ashes. Well, remember Mommy that? kissing Santa Claus, you know? So. Do you guys remember <laughs> that time we're coming down the stairs on Christmas morning and he's telling us that he accidentally looked at the presents too early and Santa Claus made them all disappear. Yeah, he turned them into coal. He turned, them, he, to he coal. turned them into coal. We were so upset because we were small, these little yeah. herbies. And our mother was so mad at him, like, stop it. Don't listen to your father. So You're just, making them upset. Because I'm pretty sure that is, that this is but not But imagine a the glee tale. when you find out it wasn't true. That no, was even we better. Saying, yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, but, but what, she it? wants to wait until Christmas morning. She said, guys. So I'm so sorry. Go back I looked, and now the presents are gone. Just, just so everyone knows, the backstory of this is that everyone has their secret to keeping kids from like running down and opening all the gifts. My parents' secret was that they would say nobody was supposed to look at the gifts before everyone else because then they'd turn to coal. Mm-hmm. So we'd always tell my father to be very careful if he, when he started to make the coffee for my mother because my mother would not get up unless there was coffee <laughs> already made. So he had to go make the coffee. He'd be like, don't look. And he'd be like pretending to like keep his head down so then... And this one year he played the prank on us and told us that he accidentally glanced at them and they <laughs> yeah, turned to call. All traumatic. I know is growing up as a kid, Santa gave us the best presents. Our parents were cheap. They just gave us clothes. That's all I know. It's true. It's true. Anything good was from Santa. Exactly. <laughs> the Legos yeah, were from Santa. The, yeah. the clothes were from our parents. Cheats. It's true. Hey, I am who I am. <laughs> it's your turn. Oh, it's me? Oh. Yeah, oh, it is. No, I read mine. That's I read cool. mine. I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm finished. Oh, really? You have both envelopes? Yeah. What did the gingerbread man sleep under? I guess this is, a, uh, this is supposed to be what a joke. What did the gingerbread man sleep under? Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't, don't, don't do it yet. It's uh, not a cookie, cookie sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Give me there you are. Oh, what really? Say? Cookie sheet. Cookie <laughs> sheet. Oh, cookie sheet. I should have known that. That's yeah. not bad. That's good. This bit is pretty good. Okay, now I got a joke too. Why does Santa go down the chimney? Oh, this one's a little tougher. I don't Can't remember fit this one. The door? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a. Good what are you trying to say? Wait, that's something I would say. What are you trying to say? <laughs> You're saying Santa needs two seats on a plane. So what are you trying? Wait, there's no alarm. Exactly there's no alarm system down the chimney. He needs two seats in the sleigh. You mean? <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. Because it suits him. Oh. oh. That's good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. Do you guys have any more? Um, I'm all out. No, I, I'm out. I got one more. What do you yeah, I have Okay. Oh, they have Pops. Did you check? Because there was yeah, two in each. Oh, yeah. No. I'm, oh, wait, wait. Wait. Yeah, I do have one more. I do have one more. Just the, you previously asked what's the best-selling Christmas album of all time. Well, what is the best-selling Christmas single, like the song, single song of all oh, time? I already know this it one. It is sold over yeah, 100 day, million right? records. Yeah, yeah. I, already, I, already know. I already answered that the other day. Did you really? Yes. Michael, um, do you think? I don't think it's the same um, one. Oh, it's not the same one? Maybe. No. So we have Jerry, shout out, Mariah Carey. I'm assuming you mean it's All a, I Want for a, Christmas, Yeah, that's right? a good, it's a good guess. guess. It's not a bad no, guess. No, it's not that. It's... It was some song I didn't expect it to be. I, I don't remember, though. I say White Christmas. No. It is oh, White, White Christmas. Christmas. Uh, it's White the old Christmas. White Christmas by yeah. Bing Crosby. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. It yeah. is, sold, <laughs> it is yeah. sold over 100 million renters around the world. On three. One, two, three. On uh, no, three. No, that didn't. <laughs> so I'd always like to do the White Christmas, the snow. Or your snow. 
Snow. Snow. Snow. Snow. Snow. Okay. All right. This is why the RPs are not uh, in a uh, family. They were drinking when they sang that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You put a couple around the bourbon and we were singing. Just so everyone knows, like, before we had gone live with Michael Sloan, the first time, and Xavier and I were on with him, and he was like, "Are you, you know, you guys could get yeah, the oratorio societies for everyone. Anyone can audition. Even you guys." I'm like, "No, no, do not have Xavier <laughs> go and, and, and ruin the oratorio society of Virginia Police. Do not do that. Bad. We beg you." Like, well, you know, it's even funny. Like in church, I, I I sing the songs, right? And so every once in a while, I look over, and and, and mom is just like. Exactly. Trying, yeah, trying to hold back on the laugh because it's like You're once in a while she's like, key and you know, yeah, that's qui- a little quieter, please. <laughs> well, that's, you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah you sing at least better than this guy. This guy's on. Because well, I know I sing like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, they come out of his yeah. mouth. Exactly. <laughs> a shout out to Vanessa Parkham, and Bill McChesney for watching uh, this thanks morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks mm-hmm. for for tuning in. Yeah, this one's like James Todd from Elf that, you know, I don't do the he's same trying thing. to do word song, doesn't turn out, you know, and then one day he'll have to save Christmas by singing. I saved Christmas by not singing. <laughs> I got one more. Okay, do it. I do think it. I got one. I mean, obviously, what was the original name of Clement Clark Moore's The Night Before Christmas? What was the original name? Yeah, was oh, yeah, because it's not called, and I wondered, it's called A Visit from St. Nicholas. That is correct. Oh, yeah, well, we know it is Twas the Night Before Christmas because that's the, like, the first line of the mm-hmm. poem. But yeah, the, 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 the name of the poem was A Visit, a visit from St. Nicholas. Which is good. I like that one too. I like that too. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. A, so that, that, uh, was, that was good. Okay, last, so I'm going to last one. I'm going to do the punchline first in this one. This way you can try oh, to okay. guess it. Rap. Rap. As in W R A P. Rap. Rap. Santa's favorite kind of music. Close. Very oh, close. The elves' favorite kind of yes, music. Yes, that's what it is. The elves' favorite kind of movie. Rap. Santa doesn't do the rapping. He only does the that's, that's pretty good, though. Said, I was close. I was Very close. close. Yeah, I got that. Once you said that, I said, I just have to switch the Santa to the elves. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to take credit for part of that. I was going to do one where... I was, where it was, I was going to do it because I wrote it. The only one I wrote myself that I thought was funny is I was going to say Christmas spirit. And then everyone would say Christmas spirit, and then I'd say, What does Xavier have in midnight when no one's watching? Uh, <laughs> a little Christmas spirit. A little Christmas spirit. <laughs> the drinkable time. Yeah. yeah. The time that can be imbibed. I don't think he has to sneak downstairs to get a little Christmas nah, spirit. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the problem. Not at all. He doesn't Not have to at all. At all. The, oh, question, the question is figuring around which, which of the two. Which Christmas spirit he wants. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Lots of <laughs> <That's laughs> This cognac oh. or that cognac? Well, I well, should say cognac because it's not cognac. Brandy. Yeah. Which time? Spanish yeah. brandy. Spanish He's brandy. He's been into that lately. Okay, yeah. Well, that was fun. Good. Thanks yeah. for putting yeah, that those was good. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I like that. That was good. Yeah. That was good. You well, the very yourself. first joke that we heard like yesterday was probably the best, but we can't say that one on air. Yeah, Alex won't let us say that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're not. You're not. I forbid it. We have to do that offline. This is, this is a family friendly show. Anyone who wants well, you to can, know... Well, why don't you say the joke and then everyone else no. can figure out the punchline? <laughs> no. no. So anyone who wants the actual joke can let, let us know at Today Manana. Just message Today Manana. Let them know in the comments. Yeah, let them know in the comments if you want to hear the joke. Yeah, joke. joke. No. Yep. Uh, it's a family friendly show. It wasn't that bad. It's a friendly. That that's a friend. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a family it's, friendly. It's on a, a family friendly. It's a Christmas. Network. It's a Christmas joke. Just, you know, uh, yeah, you outdid yourself. You yeah, had yeah, yeah. Outdid myself. Yeah, I thought last year was last year good. was good, but this but year I thought was better. I like the combination of the jokes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, uh, I like that. I like and that. everyone participates. Yeah. And, and I like when you put uh, you know trivia questions that I know. 
Exactly. That, they were too many that you knew. I was you know, were that. Next time you should do something like, you know, the reindeer. Exactly. I know we are supposed to give another shout out, thanks to Mrs. Erpy, who told me about this. Um, that uh, we had a great time at the Nutcracker oh, um, yes. on Sunday evening from Charlottesville Ballet and then went to one of our favorite restaurants in town, uh, Sal's Cafe Italia. One of the things one of the things about the Nutcracker is that the music reminds you of Christmas. It really, it really does. does, right? And and the orchestra just did a fabulous job. Yeah, Charlottesville right? I mean, Symphony was yes, there. Exactly. And so that was just beautiful. And then to watch the dancers and especially I mean, to be honest with you, it, I mean, I mean, the, the the dancers are very good, but when you watch the little kids, so, it was so cute because once in a while they're looking right or left, and it's like, oops, I went the wrong way. Yeah, oops. they don't know what they're doing. They're <laughs> exactly. just up there. But, but it's they're, so cute. They're it's so, so adorable, funny. though. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, the best part is the fight between the, the, the uh, rat and the, rat and the soldier. Yeah. 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 yeah, but you had nightmares that night after I know, that. I know, I know. I, I have it every time, but I love seeing the ballet anyway. I have to admit, I did love hearing the pas de deux in person. That, which is funny because as like emotional and powerful the songs, yeah. as great as it is, it was a bet. It was written based off a bet that Tchaikovsky had in private. Mm-hmm. With who? So he, with another composer, they were having a disagreement whether or not a scale, just the scale itself, could be a melody. Yeah, thank you, Alex. That was actually surprisingly well done. Thank you. I was like, wow. Thank you. <laughs> you, that's, usually, that's the scale. usually it goes off on the reviews. Yeah. Well, scale, yeah. you watch, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Sound of Music enough times. Yeah. Do, I did, yo, do, re, mi, fa, so, yeah. yeah. So if that could be a melody, and Tchaikovsky bet that it could, the other guy bet it couldn't. So in the Nutcracker, the pas de deux right. is a descending minor uh, yeah. scale. Scale. Dun, 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 dun. It's just a scale. And the funny thing is, Tchaikovsky had to clarify. He, he wrote he the guys. Does, does it have it, to be up or down? Does right? it have to be up or down? The guys, it doesn't matter which way. It doesn't think it could be done. And he did it in the pod to do. Wow. He wrote a. I mean, I never realized that that's just that, notes. I, I never realized that's what it is. But it's that's, just, that's all it is. It's just yeah. the main melody. It's just a descending minor scale. Yeah. And yet he and managed a, to turn into something. Yeah, no, it's one of the best. And it like so simple. We had a great time and then a great dinner at South Cafe Italian. Definitely one of the best places in uh, in Charlottesville. You know, yeah, it was a good way. It was a good way to uh, celebrate Christmas. Uh, you know, locally here. I yep. mean, it's so it's yeah. it's just it was a lot of fun. We had. And a we're lot, hoping we that the symphony comes back next year for that, oh, so yeah. that to make it part of the tradition. So because this is the first year the symphony has been with the ballet. Yeah. I think it makes so a big difference. It does. Yeah. Having the live could, music. Yeah, just... if they could do that, that would be great because mm-hmm. it's yeah. nothing like a live symphony. And it looked like the performers were having a lot of fun too, yeah. all the musicians yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Should and they we know hear just a personal shout out to the conductor, Ben, to, who was oh, on yeah. the show. Ben we got flowers too. He's lucky because he probably he went, went on home. stage. He probably, yeah. bowed. And then he went home and he gave the flowers to his wife and his wife's happy with him. I mean, all I can get. Well, it's kind of funny, but one of the things we had heard from the Charles of Ballet is that he's great at, he and he is intuitive with the performers, like the dancers, he has a really great sense, even when he was first doing the rehearsals, of knowing how, when to slow down, when to interact with them for their choreography. So it's kind of interesting to hear that because you first feel like you just in conducting air playing the music and it's up for the dancers to do whatever they need to do with yeah. it, but that's not the case. Oh, it's a lot of yeah. work on, on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so that's, great, great job yeah. all around. Great job by Sal's, always making good food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the pasta is delicious. Yep. I have to make. So a great way to celebrate Christmas locally, which we always encourage people exactly to exactly. do. Yeah, yeah, the shops. You know, you know speaking of which, I think yeah, on that, I'm pretty sure I saw it. I'm pretty sure that um, 
uh, I Love Seville, if you go to ilovesevil.com, there's like a list of things. There's uh, 11 local shops for That's Christmas right. shopping. So I would encourage people to check that out. They've done a great job. And places to visit, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I Love Seville, just shout out to you guys, Jerry and Judah. You had a bunch of Christmas articles this year that were yeah. really fun. Yeah, and local great shops. Yeah. So that was, was like really helpful. things to yeah. do for the holidays. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, know. Judah, that was great. Yeah. So really, be sure to check. But it does out. that mean he got the chance to go to all these places and write about it? I mean, that's like like mm-hmm. that's like those guys that like do the traveling. They go to Spain and Italy, yeah, whatever. Steve, I mean, that's a real tough team. job. I mean, yeah. so is that what he did? Is that what you're telling me? He went to all these places and and looked around and shopped and and ate and it's like yeah, it's tough. No, thank you, Chuck. Yeah, just no, no, it's a great I'm job. A great job, and so yeah, be sure to check out ilovesevil.com. You can see He's places there. you can support. Judah's shutting your mic off now. And, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, we Meanwhile, we're complimenting you. We're like, oh, he's the Rick Steves of Virginia, and you're like, ah, how hard yeah. is that? Got <laughs> <laughs> to support some local places, to be sure. Absolutely. That's what's important. You know? yeah. And I think a good way to close, Kevin Hagen's really nice comment, which we really appreciate. What you do on this show takes effort, and our community appreciates you. You are part of the Charlottesville Footprint now. We are so lucky to have you. You are assets to our community. Keep doing exactly what you are doing, and don't change a thing. Thank you for keeping us connected, and happy holidays to your family. You make us better. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. Really, you. Thank you. really appreciate kind. that. Really appreciate it's, it. it's people that watch like you that, that make us better. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise, we would just put be sitting here talking face. to ourselves. But we really appreciate everyone such as yourself, who, who, who watches and comments and sends mm-hmm. us people and just really appreciate it. Yeah, this absolutely. is a great community. We're really it happy really to be is, part yeah. of it. We're yeah. very fortunate. Yeah, we are blessed. We are really we blessed are. You know, in many ways. Yeah. We are. Yeah. Well, I can't think of a better way to, to wrap up. <laughs> to wrap up the last show. Well, so I just want year. to make sure we say for all those out there that speak Spanish, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Un Feliz Año Nuevo. Con mucha salud. Claro que sí. That you're going to start singing. Prospero oh, año y felicidad. Prospero año y felicidad. No, muchísimas gracias yeah. a nuestra comunidad latina. Sí. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. To everyone. To everyone. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all of our viewers, no matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're near or far. I mean, we've had everyone this year from Montana out one direction to uh, some, remember someone in Africa. Yes, there was yeah. an African, yeah. You know, we've had Italy, uh, Italy Spain, Germany. Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Oh, yes, correct. So from everywhere. So we appreciate everyone. Is that Puerto Rico a country? I mean, does that really exist? <laughs> That's the Cuban speaking. Yeah. <laughs> he had to throw in a Puerto Rico. Hey, he had Puerto, to throw in a Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, Rico didn't give us Feliz Navidad. He was Puerto Rican. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. All right, so. yeah, but somebody perfected it. <laughs> so just, no, just uh, I really love all our guests, no matter where you are. Johan Torres, thanks for liking the show today and tuning in. Appreciate it. Great man here in Charlottesville. Uh, just really appreciate all of you. Appreciate, I mean, this network. Really Absolutely. love being on. Yeah. I love seeing no, you. For allowing, us, for allowing us to do what we do. Are you going to say Feliz, 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 I think oh, yeah. Feliz Navidad, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably oh, have to do that instead. Nuevo. So yeah. thanks to Judah for another year behind the camera. Thanks to Jerry and the I Love Seville Network for continuing. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. Help us be on here and reach people. Thanks to all of you guys. I mean, there's a lot that goes on. Sometimes Absolutely. you may only see Xavier and myself. You may only see Michael and myself. Mm. You may never see Nick. But there's a lot of yeah, work that goes and, on and I have to be scenes. And I have to be totally honest. I mean, I come here pretty much unprepared. 
Nick, <laughs> Nick does all the work. I mean, I really just come here, sit down, and, and have fun. I mean, yeah, it's, Nick, he puts all the guests. He watches Nick does great yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and Michael does all the work later to spread, so they do a lot of the work. And I, and I know Alex prepares yeah, yeah. all the Listen, questions. Listen, and, and so also special the thanks The only to one Alex. that really is yeah. just comes here and, and is as if he's had like a one-hour break, it's me. Well, yeah. your job is to be affable, and you're good at it. Yeah. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I appreciate, I appreciate yeah. you guys. Yeah, no, good job, Nick. And special thanks to Alex. Because trust me, I've been in that. I was in that chair like four times, and it was not easy to host the show and lead and, and talk and sound intelligent. But you do a great job. And he, yeah, he does it. I managed to sound mildly intelligent. Oh, very, yeah, very intelligent. Oh, okay, good, good. I'm glad to hear yes. it. You know, you need to balance out the the other the side. Affability. So it's like you need to be intelligent because <laughs> the other side. Say? He's balance the affability with someone unaffable. No. <laughs> he says you gotta balance it out. I was like, we were saying Xavier's a great guy. We gotta balance it out with something not so fun. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. No, Xavier's got like a guy. mushy like this to him. Like you know, you were looking at Santa like Claus. Santa, yeah. Exactly, yeah. like a little Santa. I just need the belly. The Cuban Santa Claus. He doesn't have a beard. He just got a guy like a mustache. He comes in with a cigar. And he lights yeah. up your fireplace. Oh, exactly. <laughs> then he goes back. Out. Oh, he uses the fireplace to light up his cigar. Yeah, like a mongo from. Blade and he leaves Adam. little cigarillos for the little kids. Yeah, that's where the ashes came oh, from. That night. Now you got yeah. me. Oh my goodness! Uh, uh, it's good to be on with you guys. Always appreciate it. We're actually so we won't. Obviously, we won't have a show next week because mm-hmm. everyone will be celebrating Christmas. And then we will see everyone in the new year. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. Normally I would close it at hasta mañana, but in this case, I'm going to say to everyone, Feliz Navidad, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. And we'll see hasta you. Hasta el año nuevo. Hasta el año nuevo. Yeah. <laughs>